0: Create with Franz Sydney. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. This is Franz Sydney and welcome to Create with France, the mindset podcast that teaches you how to use neuroscience-based hacks to completely redesign your life so you can live life to the best. And today we are on episode 169. As I've been telling you for the past couple of weeks, in these current months of October and November, we are going to talk a lot about food because now the festivities are coming, there is Thanksgiving in the States, there is Christmas, in most of the world there will be some food connected to all these events. And so a lot of us, especially women, but not just, will be terrified of losing all the gains. You know, they work so hard. You guys have done all you could to be fit and to be healthy, maybe to keep away to a level that is very good for you. And now you are faced with a problem. Christmas is approaching, the parties are coming, and you think you won't resist the cake, the drink, and whatever. Or you might be so stressed that you will be eating, 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 eating. And even when you're not eating and just feeling this fatigue. And this fatigue has been going on for a while. And if that is your problem today, I brought into my studio an expert in chronic fatigue. So here we go. We have Robin Edwards all the way from New York, but previously from Florida. So welcome to the show. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Good morning.
0: So Robin, you are an expert in chronic fatigue. You meet loads and lots of people they have this problem of being always tired. Can you tell us, first of all, what the symptoms are of chronic fatigue?
1: Good morning. Yeah, the symptoms of chronic fatigue can be varied, but the one or two unifying things that chronic fatigue symptoms, chronic fatigue syndromes, suffers, suffer with, is uh, the unrelenting chronic fatigue chronic pain, brain fog, and the inability to make decisions because of the brain fog, because of the fatigue. They don't make uh, the best decisions on their eating.
0: So this is very interesting to see that the two things could be connected. What could be a reason why we're having these symptoms? Well, I think it's
1: a a loop. You don't feel well. You don't have the energy to cook. So then you reach for the sugary junk foods or the pizza or the cookies. And during the holidays, we find that we even eat more because it's expected of us when we go, when we do get out of the house, because with chronic fatigue, um, They don't socialize as much, so they feel probably a little bit more pressure to eat the sugary things and the treats during Thanksgiving and Christmas.
0: Mm -hmm. So, is there a connection between this chronic fatigue and stress eating in the brain? Do you think there's something going on in the brain about this? Oh,
1: absolutely!
0: I believe that
1: it it's a it's a thought pattern. We get stressed, we reach for the food, um, typically something quick, which companies know that the level of sugar, fat, and salt in the item soothes the person. So, the
0: more you stress, the more you eat. Yes. So, very coincidentally, the last person I interviewed, Annabelle, she was talking about this connection. So, if there is a food that has a bit of salt and a bit of sugar, maybe it's even crunchy, and a little bit of fat, isn't that delicious? Some, some biscuits, maybe a roast with a sweet sauce on it, and maybe a donut they are irresistible. And the moment when we are more likely to desire those food is when we need something calming and soothing that we think is going to calm us and make us feel better, it's gonna fill that gap. And that is when we are the most anxious, tired, in a rush, feeling down. So now that we are getting towards, I mean, unless you are in the Australian hemisphere, we're getting towards the darker, the shorter date. It's very easy to just stay indoors, turn on the television or YouTube and sit and just eat without really thinking. And you were talking to me about the fact that people eat without really understanding. So we are not eating mindfully. What is the, the symptom here that I want you to get to? When we're not eating mindfully, what's going on?
1: Well, when we're not eating mindfully, we're just stuffing our bellies with, with calories we don't really need. We're eating the highly processed foods. We're eating more than what we need. We're overeating. We're uh, packing on pounds because some people may only eat a few calories too many and can limit themselves. Other people eat thousands of calories without even noticing especially when you add on the fact that most Americans consume 45 gallons of soda a year 45 gallons a person that's a lot of sugar in just something that you would drink because you're thirsty
0: I'm so glad I actually do not like soda, I'm probably the only person I have, I just don't like them, so I don't drink anything fizzy or gas, however you call it, just don't. What are the effects of emotional eating, mindless eating and eating because we are stressed on our sense of self-worth? I think
1: it diminishes your self-worth over time because the overeating leads to packing on more pounds, as I stated. And surprisingly, it's not heart disease, which is the leading cause of death in America. It's actually obesity, which causes millions of deaths annually. And it's because we're stress eating and we're eating more calories than we actually need of the processed foods and the junk foods instead of healthy foods, which will actually energize. Us.
0: Yeah. So is there a solution to this? Is there a way to get over feeling constantly tired and run down and wanting to eat something quick? What's the way out? I know you are a specialist. So what do you do with your clients?
1: Um, well... The first thing is they have to have the motivation to change. If they don't have any motivation to change, that's, it's probably impossible to change. But be mindful, like you said, be mindful of your eating. Change from the high-fat, high-calorie foods to more nutritious foods. You know, set a schedule. Set a schedule for eating. Don't eat six meals a day. Set a schedule for three.
0: So being it's organized.
1: Healthy snacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. be a, be a more little organized. more organized with your eating.
0: Being organized. So how do you convince them? I cannot find another word to get into it. So they are committed. But how do you get them to accept a plan? Well, I am a coach
1: and a hypnotist. So we work together to find their root cause of what's causing their their emotional eating, um, which triggers their chronic fatigue or whatever other illness they may have. And once they find the root cause, they no longer want to eat that way. They no longer have that emotional trigger. You remove that emotional trigger And they will choose themselves and have their own internal motivation to eat better so they can feel better, so they can get on with their life.
0: And, you know, I I totally agree because human beings hate to be told what to do. And we hate to be enforced things. You know, when the parents tell us something to do or not to do or not to eat, Or when the teachers tell us what to do, we hate it. And the more we become adults, the more we hate when people put boundaries on us. So how hard must it be to have somebody telling you, you can't eat this and you can't eat that? But instead, when we have somebody to facilitate this process of awareness, we realize, oh look, every time I am stressed or tired or feeling low and weak, I tend to do that. So this is my trigger and Maybe there is, in fact, as you were saying, something that happened, you know, maybe last year, maybe 10 years ago, that it keeps pushing the belief in ourselves that we have to deal with this wound in, the only way we can do it is smoke, drink, eat, something, a, a physical action external that's trying to suit something internal that is in our subconscious mind. Once we realize that, we it's like turning on the light, isn't it? Robin, we, you know, isn't that enlightened? You think, wow, that's why I was, I so we look at it differently.
1: Yes, you're so correct. It's like turning on a light switch, the realization that I don't have to be stuck in this emotional loop. I don't have to emotionally eat. I can make choices. And like you said, no one's going to tell you never to have chocolate again. You make that choice. You make what's appropriate choices which are appropriate for you instead of just choosing mindlessly because of the pain, because of the fatigue. You're making conscious, adult, aware choices.
0: Mm. So difficult. And in this period of Christmas, how do we work with people who want to enjoy themselves, want to be doing the parties, want to be social. They don't want to say no to people, but they're very conscious now they realize, oh, I tend to eat when, and so they want to do both things. How do they do that?
1: Okay, the tips I have for holiday eating. If you know you're going to a party or a get-together which has a lot of sugary stuff, eat before you go. Eat something healthy. And then you're less tempted to have the things or you can have a small amount to make the host happy or to enjoy with your friends and not feel guilty that, hey, I ate too much at this one get together.
0: Yeah. And then you feel guilty. And then when you're feeling guilty, guess what? It's more likely to go and reach for food to feel better. like, <laughs> so, well, I screwed up this week. So I might as well have some more because I'm lost. I am never going to lose weight. I'm never going to feel great because I'm just like that. But actually, isn't this just a habit of thinking? Something familiar. Some neurons that are wiring together and firing together all the time. It's just a repeated thing. That's what the unconscious mind is. It's what we continuously repeat. This is now automatic. Every time I am stressed, I... And then you start bite my nails or have a cigarette or have a drink or reach for something sweet and because they're there, they're packed, they're colorful, they smell all right, then I pick up the vape, the cigarette whatever because it looks good but if you look ugly, smell ugly and was very far away, very expensive and it wasn't in the house, we wouldn't do that, would you? So I think there's a lot of planning to do when we want to overcome all this, what do you think?
1: I do agree. Uh, There is some planning because, like you said, a lot of our eating habits are unconscious. We don't even think about it. We just mindlessly go to the grocery store and fill our carts. You know, we get our familiar products that we've used for years and years, and we know we're going to enjoy. So it takes a conscious habit to replace that for a while, to become an unconscious habit. To buy fresh meat, fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, instead of the sugary donuts and the easy chips and the, the pizzas. The pizzas are one of the things that get me.
0: Especially as most people outside of Italy, I'm Italian, they don't actually know what an Italian pizza looks like. The traditional Italian pizza is like two millimeters thick. Two millimetres, Basically, any dough. Fresh ingredients, no fruits, no pineapple, sorry. No chicken, sorry. It's very basic. A little bit of tomato, a little bit of cheese. And it's very, very fresh. It's completely different from this very thick biscuits that see all over. Stuffed with thousands of calories. They're loaded with all... So It looks like somebody emptied the fridge and like, oh yeah, should we put it all in this pizza? <laughs> Just... <coughs> It's just not the same thing. Yes. Yes.
1: It's making something simple and actually healthy into something calorie laden full of oil, full of sugar, full of fat, all the triggers that trigger that cortisol in your body that soothes you for the moment, that gives you that crash later.
0: Mm. Yeah. I wanted to pick up on something you don't, you said before, when you say the foods look familiar, if you have noticed, and I'm talking here to my audience mostly, when you go to a supermarket, the things that will be advertised the most are processed foods. Okay? They'll be in very beautiful, spectacularly packaged packaging. Everything will look amazing, will be offered buy free, pay for two, have a 20% off, sweets. I mean, you can buy entire containers with like a kilo of biscuits or sweets for a certain discounted price. So it's very easy. And we see these images every day because advertising is on social media, is on television, is on billboards, you know, and so it's very difficult to avoid seeing these images and becoming very familiar. And marketing people know neuroscience way better than us because they know that a new brand that is not known is not going to sell anything because nobody trusts it. But if you put it in front of a face of people, so with a nice jingle, a nice actor or actress praising the qualities of this product, and it's always there and it looks good on children, so the children are going to pass the paper and eventually you're going to become familiar. And uh, this is how our mind works. Anything new that looks unfamiliar is dangerous. And anything old that we've seen for many years, that's, yeah, we get used to it. That's fine. So because we've always had something, like I'm going to have ice cream every day after dinner, then we think that's fine. Because we saw that on television, you know, the people eating and all this stuff. But if you actually stop and think, that's the brainwashing that we have been going through for... You know, since the 60s, and um, why? Because these people had to sell, they have a business, and the only way that they can advertise a product is to put it in front of our face so we can become familiar. So then we accept it, then we try it. Once we try it, we will see, Oh, look at this amazing sensation the crunchiness, the melting in the mouth it's all calculated scientifically, and then you have this. Substances they work on dopamine, they have the same mechanism or satisfaction of heroin. Just think about it. So we, I mean, even I, if I start something sweet, I can't stop. It's just one after the other. It's like, I have just another one. Just It's impossible to stop. And so this is designed by these people that are just running their business. Have you noticed how many times you go to a supermarket and there's a big offer on apples, on lettuce, on celery, on beans, just wait for it because you will only see them reduced when they are going out of date and they're looking expired and and dead.
1: Yes, you're you're so true. You're so true. Or if they have an overabundance, like during grape season, grapes will go down. You don't see sales on fish or, or grapes normally, you know. Um, it's always the sugary package stuff, like you said, that gets the discount. It's it's not glamorous. It's not glamorous at all to eat fresh foods and salads and, you know, healthy things that you have to cook. It's it's not glamorous. And they can't put a movie star behind it to promote it.
0: Yeah, and it's not, it's not very natural because you think about it, I go here to grocery stores like Tesco and Sainsbury's, which in America, we are like, what, what is that? But these are the biggest ones. So we have Walmart, our own Walmart is called Aldi. And so what we have here, they have special containers. So all the apples are that size and that color. All the pears are that size and that color. So much that if I go and buy Granny Smith that comes from New Zealand in the store, and when I compare them with a granny smith from my own tree, they're totally different. Mm-hmm. Mine are way bigger and all different shapes. And some are more green, some are more yellow, some have a little dots in there. But the ones in the shop looks like they've been painted by Donatello. They're like incredible. They've been sprayed with something. So we are used to see fruit as something that has to look perfect and shiny, as if an artist had been painting a real life thing, you know, it's still life. And um, that's a problem because then when we go to the farmer, the agricultural place where they have their own farm stuff, we go and pick up, it's not good, it's not good, it's not good, because we want it perfect. But nature is very imperfect, isn't it? While in the industry, everything is made exactly the same because it is a machine. So I think that is detaching our connection to what food really is and what is it designed for? Food is there, it grows in all sorts of shapes and colors that are small, ripe, non-ripe, all sorts of colors. And sometimes it's useful to just go back to nature and go and visit a farm, go see what food looks like in the beginning. Uh, there, there, there have been some people like Jamie Oliver, who is a very famous chef here. He went to an American school a few years ago. It was You can see that on YouTube. And he interviewed the little children. He brought some foods. He had some cauliflowers and said, What are they? And some people were like, Are they strawberries? I mean, you can find it, the, the video. It's like the kids did not know the name of the foods they grow from the earth, the basic foods. And I was like, Wow, you know, what's going on? And this can happen anywhere in the world, and I was say in the States or UK. But how can we go back to a natural relationship with food? What would be the tips? that you will give as we close because we have about seven minutes, six minutes left. So what tips would you give us to go back, to be mindful, to eat real food and to not crash over the time, feel exhausted? Just tell us whatever you like that will help our audience.
1: Okay. Um, like you said, eat mindfully, eat slowly, know what's going on in your in your body go back to the ingredients that you can pronounce you know if you can't pronounce it don't eat it you shouldn't put it in your body Um, shop the outside of the store the most healthiest foods if you think about it are on the four walls of the store you know eat things with the less ingredients the less ingredients the better You know, the fresh fish, the fresh carrots, the fresh broccoli, things like that. You don't have to saturate everything in oil. Um, I know they say, you know, the best oil for you is butter. I know they say that's horrible, but it's, it's natural. It comes from a cow. Um mindfully and stay away from processed foods are my top two tips for anybody because the processing takes out all the nutrients i know it tastes good but it's not good for your body
0: working on our inner mind if we are thinking okay i in the next year i'm gonna set aside some money i want to have some therapy or some coaching some hypnosis that's fine but now Right now, what can help me if I go to a supermarket and I have my hands there and I'm ready to pick up something wrong? What is the sentence that can stop me in my truck?
1: The sentence is stay away from sugary, salty, high-fat foods that are just going to lead to a crash. You know, grab some apples, grab some fruits, some vegetables, and freshest better
0: Fresh is better. So that's a good thing that we could use to close the episode. You know, fresh is better. And I remember I actually don't walk through the sweet island because what's the purpose? But uh, when I do walk because maybe there are less people there and it's faster and I'm cutting through everyone to get out of the place fast... I always say his inflammatory aisle, <laughs> because yeah. sugar inflammation, palm oil, sunflower oil is all there. So he's inflammatory, welcome cancer, gastroenteritis, whatever, whatever it can help me to think I don't want to be here. Because to be honest with you, there are lots of diets and lots of people that are vegan, vegetarian, celiac, visit. there are lots of opinions. But certainly eating food full of sugar and chemicals cannot do any good to us. So when you pass there, if you have to pass there, pass there with a the full stomach, you've eaten something healthy before, and then say, I choose not to be this because I choose to be healthy. And eventually that's going to really stick, isn't it? If we keep saying, I choose to be healthy.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's a daily choice we each have to make to choose healthy.
0: Yeah. Healthy chosen. And there are some people they will tell me oh, it's so hard to, to change. It's so hard to do this, it's difficult. And France is very expensive to eat foods, as you're saying. I'm saying, wait, if it is expensive, wait until you get the doctor bills. Because once a health goes away, it's always more expensive to take care of it. Whether it's mental health or physical health, we always think, oh, no. But it's an investment, isn't it?
1: It truly is an investment in your future because, like you say, when you get the cancer diagnosis from eating these processed foods, there's, there's no price you wouldn't pay to get better. So it's either eat healthy and stay healthy or eat the processed foods and have a diagnosis that you don't want. That makes
0: sense. Where can we find you? So, guys, uh, I hope that you are enjoying this conversation, which is now going to be an end. But maybe some of you want to talk to Robin Edward and say, "Hey, can we work together? Because I have an itch here. I really want to eat more and more chocolate, and I can't stop." So, do you have a YouTube channel? You were saying?
1: Yes, I have a yeah. YouTube channel. You can find me on YouTube at the CF Robin. I have uh, Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, just try, find me at Product Fatigue Expert.
0: Yes, we will also add all the links below the description of the episode as usual, so you will always be able to find Robin. So thank you so much for being to to our you know very nice studios today, a nice sunny day, and and talk about a very important topic, which is our relationship with food and how food can make us happier or make us even crush, tired and stressed and, and feeling very sad about it. So thank you so much, Robin. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure talking to you today.
0: All right, everyone. So if you find this episode interesting, please share it with somebody else. Please, please write a review on iTunes for me so that more people can find out how to use neuroscience based mind hacks to create the life that you deserve take care and see you all next week bye bye you've listened to create with fran sydney